Make a better connection with your friends on Facebook. Use the hottest voice conferencing service around. Call from TalkShoe.com. That's talk like I'm doing now and shoe as on your feet.com. Recorded live. Welcome to all those that's listening on Talk Shoot. I'm sorry about the delay.
top of the page.
Let's see if we can get Steve back in here before we get started. Welcome back, Steve. Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome, Peter. Welcome, Kay. Uh, this is Pastor Tim of Isaw the Light Ministries. Of course, we have joined here tonight for the subject of China in prophecy. We have a very special guest with us tonight, Pastor Peter Salami, pastor and president of the British Israel Church of God based in Canada. His website is at the top there where it says China in prophecy with Pastor Peter Salami of the British Israel.ca. That's his link there, and it's also a couple places on my website. And I uh, uh, believe the Lord revealed his website to me um, a year or two ago. I know it's been at least one year, maybe two years now, maybe three years now. I'm not very good with time. But praise God that God is an on time God and that He is networking people together and revealing the truth uh, about many things to his people in these end times. Welcome, Hidden Manna. We're uh, talking about China in prophecy tonight, and we're about to start the interview with Pastor Peter Salami of the British Israel Church of God. Uh, welcome, Peter, and thanks for joining our broadcast tonight. Hello, Tim. Hello, everybody. Uh, uh, thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure. pleasure to have you on here. Um, uh, this is a room we just started recently. We've done uh, one interview um, uh, a few weeks ago dealing with uh, um, the uh, common terror attacks on the United States and so forth, and we plan on having many more interviews. Um, Peter, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Um, I know you had a worldwide Church of God background at one time. Is that right? Actually, no, I've never been to the Worldwide Church of God. Uh, I have a lot of their literature and used to pick up the Plain Truth magazine, but I've never attended a, a church service. I did attend uh, Ted Armstrong's uh, church, the Church of God International, for a few years, and then that church uh, split up. So after that's the church split, I decided to uh, build a website, uh, the British Israel Church of God website, and uh, in a time span of about five years, uh, it's grown uh, quite uh, quite well on the internet. We have a pretty strong uh, presence on the internet, and uh, uh, some pastors have joined us, and um, we're uh, getting uh, support from people uh, with uh, not just tithes, but uh, writing articles and so on. I'm actually working on a new pastor that's coming on board. He's uh, doing the lessons that we have on the website there. And uh, so uh, I thank God for uh, blessing us with just this one website. And uh, we're actually going to start doing uh, shortwave radio broadcasts as well. Uh, we started doing it a few months ago, but uh, the time we didn't really have the time to do it on a full-time basis, a shortwave. So we're trying to schedule, uh, trying to put together a time schedule to uh, 
put together a shortwave radio broadcast on, on a more constant basis, and uh, and basically uh, the uh, website is uh, drawing a lot of uh, people who are searching for the truth to our uh, website, and uh, we thank God every day for that uh, blessing. Yes, uh, praise God. I know the Lord uh, brought me to your website. Uh, I know it was around uh, Feast of Tabernacles. I believe it was two years ago, I believe, um, probably in, uh, around the Feast of Tabernacles of uh, 2006, I think, is when God brought me to your website. and uh, it was a major confirmation of things that God had already revealed to me and was instructing me at. Uh, at the moment and um, has reconfirmed throughout time. Um, apologize for the uh, uh, a lapse of memory there. Uh, I remember now that, yes, uh, you had been with the uh, Garner Ted Armstrong group for a while. I was with the um, uh, Herbert W. Armstrong group for a while. And like many people, we've come out of those things and have evolved in our understandings as the Lord continues to reveal uh, thanks to us in these last days. Uh, uh, how did you? Be, uh, first of all, when you was with Garner Ted Armstrong Group, did you believe at the time, like I did, with Herbert W. Armstrong Group? Did you believe that it was the European Union that would invade the United States? Uh, yes, I, the beast that the Bible talks about that would be led by Assyria would come and attack uh, the United States of America. And, uh, of course, they had, uh, I also believe that the King of the North and the King of the South has, and a lot of those groups still do believe that those prophecies are yet to be fulfilled in the future. And uh, I believe that Almighty God has shown me that Daniel 11:40 through 44 has been fulfilled in the Gulf War and this current war on terrorism. And, uh, of course, we have booklets on our website on that particular subject. And, uh, and I believe that during that time, I believe that Ezekiel 38, was a time, he says, the Armstrongs used to teach after the millennium. But when I started looking at those prophecies, especially at the end of Ezekiel 38 and 39, when it talks about clearly the second coming of Christ and the captivity of Israel, I realized that the this prophecy could not be after the millennium because after the millennium is the time of the judgment of the entire world, the second resurrection, where all peoples would come to uh, Christ and be judged and get their first chance for salvation. So I realized that the time setting of Ezekiel 38 could not be after the millennium, but before the millennium, at the time of the second coming of Christ. So there is a progression when it comes to a lot of these beliefs of the Church of God, a lot of them were correct uh, when it came to the identity of nations like the United States and Germany and uh, Canada 
pedophilia and so on, and a lot of their beliefs are still correct, like the festivals and God's law and so on. But there there were some mistakes. Uh, I preached that when the Church of God uh, spoke of uh, church eras and the place of safety, I have written about some of those errors that they have that they used to teach in the time of the Armstrongs, like the doctrines I just uh, mentioned. So there were some mistakes, but uh, like like you said, uh, you know the beliefs uh, evolve. Uh, God continues to reveal new truths to His church, and uh, now today we're preaching that the Ezekiel 38 is actually not Russia but China in the east who will attack the United States and Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and that the European beast led by Germany will attack European Israel, which is, of course, Britain and the Scandinavian countries. Okay, very interesting. So um, you're not by any means discounting the power that the European uh, EU, um, that that beast, um, it's very obvious to people uh, more and more that the European Union is uh, very powerful and gaining power each and every week. So you're not discounting their power at all uh, concerning these last days, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, the European beast uh, is going to be is going to be a powerful. The European beast is going to be a powerful um, entity, as the Bible describes it. Um, but like I said earlier, it will not attack the United States. It will attack European Israel of Britain and Scandinavia and, of course, occupy, as it says in, clearly in the book of Revelation, the 11th chapter, Jerusalem and, of course, the house of Judah, the Jews, which, of course, occupy uh, the land of Israel today. So it hasn't changed when it comes to the beast growing in power and influence and growing in might, and now, of course, they're talking about a European army outside of NATO. And, of course, we see the right-wing uh, groups starting to gain power in Europe, in Austria, in Germany, in Russia, and other places. They are starting to gain power, and eventually they will take over. And you will see a church-state government called the Holy, the Holy Roman Empire, the last resurrection of the Holy Roman Empire, which will eventually overtake all of Europe. And it will be a combination of ten nations called the Beast, and it will eventually occupy uh, Jerusalem. And at that time, of course, God will send his two witnesses to prophesy against the beast and the false prophet. The false prophet, of course, being the Pope, the Pope in Rome, who will eventually...
actually come down into Jerusalem and set himself up in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And, of course, that is the abomination of desolation, which, of course, will trigger the great tribulation. Okay, very interesting. Okay, so um, with this understanding uh, with about Europe and the former uh, misunderstandings about Russia, um, how did you start to come over to now understanding that China will be the one to invade the United States as well as the uh, uh, the nations that will be in league with China? How how did that first come about to your understanding? Was it scripture first, or did you have a, kind of a notion or vision, dream, anything?
time of Darius uh, the Mede, and so we see the Amalekites migrating eastward until eventually they ended up in China. That's where they are today. The Amalekites are in China, in the land of Magog, which is, of course, the Mongolian uh, tribe, and Meshach and Tubal is, of course, Manchuria and Tibet, which today Gog is the chief prince of. He is the chief prince of Manchuria and Tibet, or Meshach and Tubal. So basically, what I did was just kind of stripped everything down, put everything aside, everything I've learned, and reworked everything, just started from the beginning, looked at every scripture, and I came with a very different scenario of compared to what we were taught back in the days of the worldwide church and the Church of God International. Okay, praise God. And I'd like to welcome all those on TalkShoe. Uh, we only have three right here at Powell Talk, but we have people over at TalkShoe as well. And also uh, it's being recorded for rebroadcast as, as well for those that can't make it live or those that might tune in later. As a lot of times on Powell Talk, they might be in a certain room uh, to hear one thing, then they'll come out of one room, then go into another room. So we may see that happen tonight as well. And, but this way they can get the entire broadcast later at TalkShoe. And I, I do welcome the people that's listening at TalkShoe.com slash TC slash 143.66, which is where we uh, record uh, some of the interviews. And sometimes we record over on Blog Talk Radio. Um, according to how it's directed. It's really kind of experimenting with both of those to uh, uh, see which one works best. We also might be able to take some callers later from TalkShoe. We'll see how that works. And uh, let's be praying for the uh, this entire uh, interview. Uh, Peter, um, uh, why is the uh, time setting di different in Revelation 20? and Ezekiel 38. Why is the time different there? Well, in, in uh, Revelation 20, when it talks about God, um, if you would notice, it says he was to gather them together he should go forth, this is Satan, the devil, to deceive the nations which are in the four corners, quarters of the earth. So this is a, a global uh, Gog and Magog to gather them together to, the, to battle the number of whom is the sand of the sea. Now, if you notice, Gog and Magog is all over the world. But when you look at Ezekiel 38 and 39, you see specific places into which Gog is you see the house of Tagarma in the north quarters, the land of Magog. So you don't see this Gog alliance in Ezekiel 38 scattered all over the world, but they're basically in the north quarters in the east. So what many scholars have uh, shown is this is actually spiritual Gog and Magog, 
and it, it just simply means people who have uh, refused, rejected Almighty God, have given in to Satan the devil when he was loosed for a short time, and the Bible just calls them Gog and Magog, because when you look at literal Gog and Magog in Ezekiel 38, these are nations that are um, totally ignorant of God. They are people who don't know God's law. They don't have his Bible, totally ignorant, and uh, are wicked and evil. So symbols in Revelation 20 describing people who have rejected and the Father, and he's, uh, the Apostle John is just calling them Gog and Magog. And so basically what you're reading here is wrap-up time for Satan the devil, for evil, wicked people, and it's just time to get on with God's program of salvation and time for to get rid of finally, you know, Satan and his minions and his influence and time for everlasting righteousness. So that's why uh, these two scenarios here of Revelation 20 and Ezekiel 38 are not one and the same event. They're actually two events. Okay, that makes plenty of sense to me. Um, Revelation 20, verse 7, and when the thousand years are expired, Satan should be loosed out of his prison. You know, a lot of the churches and, and people teach that once Jesus comes back, uh, the very day he returns to establish the thousand-year reign, uh, that there will be peace forever and ever and ever and ever, no more war, no more anything. They just stop right there at the day of his return that nobody, and I mean, a lot of the churches, they don't teach that after the thousand years is over, that there is a, a, another event of destruction again, and it doesn't make sense for it to be just China or just China and Russia, but it makes plenty of sense for it to be uh, all the ones that are still unrepentant. So it does make it makes plenty of sense for that to be spiritually speaking, Gog and Magog. Yes, absolutely. Uh, here, um, even Bollinger's Companion Bible writes here about that particular scripture. Here apparently is an inclusive term for all the Gentile nations. Talking about Revelation 20, the destruction of Gog and Magog in Ezekiel 39 is premillennial. And then he points out to the scripture of Ezekiel 39, verse 25, and that's on page uh, 1911. And so uh, the companion Bible clearly shows that this term is inclusive, talking about all Gentile nations, as it says, in all four quarters of the earth, whereas, again, Ezekiel 38 and 39 shows that these are specific nations. 
obviously one's premillennial before the second coming of Christ, and one is, of course, after the uh, millennium. Very cool. I'm glad you brought up the Villager Companion Bible notes on that, that, uh, that he had that understanding. Uh, there's a lot of people that do listen to this program that, that does uh, look at the notes of Bullinger to try to gain some understanding as well as other um, people, researchers throughout the centuries. Uh, where could we go now, Peter, to try to get um, more information about how we can uh, prove better um, that uh, Gog and now let me make sure I got this right Gog and Magog both is China right neither one is Russia they're both like portions or races within China Gog is China, Gog or Agag, who was, of course, it was, you read about Agag in um, the book of Samuel, and when you recall, uh, King Saul uh, attacked the Amalekites, and he had uh, their king, Agag, and he failed to uh, get rid of the Amalekites, he wanted to make a treaty with them, and so on. So Gog actually is Agag. And you don't see Gog, here's an interesting point, you don't see the word Gog in the tables of nations in Genesis, the 10th chapter. You see Magog, but you don't see Gog. There are two different tribes here. One, of course, is Agag, who are the Malachites, but himself, of course, is um, where the Mongolians, actually uh, come from. Uh, the word Mongolian, I just want to read you something from Milner. The word Mongolian is one which is frequently used to denote the whole population of inner and northern Asia. Uh, the type of race so often called in the manuals of ethnology Mongolian, let us designate the term Turian, the significance of which is coextensive with the scriptural Japhetic. Mongol must be reserved as the title of that race, which, however, far afield it may, it may seem, have wandered, uh, issued from the territory distinctly designated Mongolia. So he basically says here that Magog, Magog um, and these races were in Central Asia in the time of Ezekiel, but of course when Persia um, broke up and disintegrated, and it happens all the time when, when Assyria uh, broke up, the Assyrians uh, went off into Europe. When the Babylonian Empire broke up, the Babylonians migrated. They migrated into uh, modern-day Italy. And when the Persians, when that Persian Empire uh, broke up and disintegrated, a lot of the tribes in Central Asia migrated as well, and Magog eventually migrated into uh, the land of Mongolia today. 
Gog himself, of course, we find when you look at the book of Esther, we see in the book of Esther uh, the Agagite who wanted to destroy the Jews. If you recall the story, uh, the Agagite wanted to destroy the Jews and uh, had the, uh, a plot against the Jews at that time. So we see Agag in Persia at that time. And, of course, again, when the Persian Empire disintegrated, that tribe, himself, that tribe uh, migrated as well to the east and ended up in China. Okay, uh, that's actually a confirmation in my spirit because of um, something I was discussing with somebody today. So um, there's a person in the book of Esther. Uh, of course, that was the land of Persia, which is um, the Iranian region. And so you found documentation that uh, that they migrated from there to China, as far as uh, that particular tribe, right? And 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 if if that's if my understanding of that is right, uh, do you happen to have uh, handy uh, the name of any book or uh, how to um, reference that? Maybe we can Google it or something. Which tribe, Gog or Magog? Uh, the uh, Agite um, personality that was in, or whatever, his race of the man that was in uh, the book of Esther. Um, actually, uh, can you uh, just re re-say the question? I, I just kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. No problem. So in, in the book of Esther, there's the uh, Amakite or, or a man of Agog that uh, was against the Jews, and you said, uh, I believe you said that uh, his uh, descendants or the people of his tribe or the people of his race eventually migrated eastward, right? It's, uh, um, yeah, you can look at it if, if you want a couple of sources. Uh, Gill's exposition of the entire Bible uh, talks about God and uh, it says here, in the New Gill exposition of the entire Bible, it says, Gog, it comes from the same root and has the same uh, signification as Agag to those height and... Uh, it says, uh, sorry, I lost my place here. Um, it says, Gog is with the same as Jagog, in which the name the Arabians called the Scythians, which lived far east, particularly those who were situated to the north of China, to the north of China. So that's one source. Uh, uh, a couple 
other sources. Uh, Bollinger's Companion Bible is another source. Um, Milner also uh, says here, the Agagites, we are told in Young's Analytical Concordance, were the Malachite tribe, and Agog was a poetic name of Amalek derived from a particular dynasty. And actually, my uh, booklet, uh, China and Prophecy, I'm actually going to start to revive because I found a lot more sources that back up a lot of these claims that I'm uh, reading to you today. And um, I also just read recently in China News Daily that a new historian, another historian, has said that the Chinese can find when you look at Chinese history, you can trace back the Chinese to Esau, and of course Esau, the grandson of Esau, was Amalek. So here we see a, a Chinese historian, she's an amateur historian, who actually uh, researched, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, wrote a book called Towards the East, and she actually shows that the Chinese are descendants of Esau. And of course, Esau had a grandson, and that grandson was Amalek. So there are plenty of sources, and of course, like I said, this booklet that I have, China and Prophecy, I wrote it quite a few years back, and I, I'm going to actually revise it now because I found a lot more sources that actually confirm a lot of these claims that we're making here about uh, China. Okay, and to really get the full understanding of all this, um, it really does take some research uh, because, well, with any understanding, uh, unless you know, unless you get an angel at your door or a dream or a vision, it really does take uh, some turning of some pages to understand some things. Uh, so you do give a lot of sources in um, your booklet that you offer for free on your website even right now, uh, China and Prophecy, and you have a video on your website as well. And I've got your video and your e-book both uh, linked on my website as well in the Chinese article as well as some uh, news stories as well. Um, uh, you don't sell these books uh, and videos, do you, Peter? charge uh, as I said uh, freely you have received so freely give and that's what we uh, believe uh, we believe when it comes to finances that we believe in the practicing practice of tithing and giving and of course the tithes help to support this work and of course tithing is an act of worship it's part of God's law you giving back 10% of what God uh, blesses you with. And so we believe in this practice of tithing and giving. And if, yeah, back to, uh, so we give everything absolutely free of charge. And back to what you said about the visions and dreams, with the research, I believe that it's it can also be a combination of that where God actually shows you a truth and then, you can actually research it, your claims of what 
God has uh, revealed to you. I believe God revealed to me and worked with me through the Holy Spirit and showed me that this is China and that eventually China is going to attack the United States. As it says here, let's read this passage to you in verse 8. After many days you shall be visited in the latter years, so this is the time setting of this prophecy, it's in the end time, in the end days, you shall come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people. And then, of course, he describes it against the mountains of Israel. Now, mountain is a symbol of a kingdom in the Bible, and you can read that in uh, Isaiah 2, Micah 4. And here we have mountains of Israel, plural, the kingdoms of Israel. So these are nations, different nations of Israel. And there are these nations that are they are gathered out of many people that you know of that calls itself e pluribus unum. Out of many, we are one. And of course, the Americans. This is the, the the primary target is America here, e pluribus unum, but also Canada has a very similar history to America. Uh, out of many, we are one, and so does Australia and New Zealand. And other prophecies show that the ships of Tarshish carry back Israelites back to the promised land of Tarshish. We have, have identified as Japan. So here we're we see Israelites in the east being brought back to Israel by uh, the people of the east, Japan. So here we see the primary targets of, of China, which is the United States, number one, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. And the reason that China is going to go up against our countries it says here in verse 13 that Tar Tarshish and her young lions are criticizing Gog, saying to him, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou come to take the prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, and to take away a great spoil? So here we see Gog coming up against the United States and Canada. Why? What is the primary reason? And what is the primary reason today that oil is going up, that wheat is going up? We see all these commodities going up. We see China buying up mining companies in Canada, in the United States, going out into the Sudan, <laughs> drilling for oil. Their primary, the primary reason why China is doing it today and why China will attack the United States in the future is for raw natural resources. And eventually China is not going to play by the rules anymore. They're just going to go out and take what they want by force. Right. Um resources uh, definitely seems to be uh, a cause of war in history and in modern times as we as we are seeing um, in the area of Iran and Iraq and Afghanistan and so forth and 
was, you know, things and purposes can be debated, but resources is pretty commonly accepted as being a, a big ingredient of the uh, 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 situation of what's occurring. And um, Steve on here, uh, he researches a lot about the San Diego area, and I happen to have a, a news article uh, on the Internet in front of me of, um, I think, 2007, might be six, but I think it's 2007, of uh, the Chinese uh, landed in San Diego, California, and uh, uh, welcome to the room there, and we're discussing China and prophecy. Please feel free to stick around as long as you would like, and um, more interesting information coming up. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, uh, let me switch this button right here. I'll be right back. Hang on a second here. Okay, um, I want to uh, read a little bit about uh, some of the uh, Chinese threat here. Uh, read you some headlines that's come up in the past uh, two years. Chinese and Iranians crossed the Mexican border with iodine tablets. Uh, China uses lasers to blind U.S. satellites. Chinese soldiers in Mexico. Uh, China involvement in Mexico. Um, Chinese warships visit San Diego, California. Um, the Mac Avery Intelligent Advisor. Uh, that's a real good article there. I'm going to copy this link here and put this is a real good one for everybody. I'm going to copy this link and put it in the chat room here. Uh, copy link location. And also, U.S. warning as China boasts military. Uh, this is March this year. China says Taiwan will pay price over independence push. Also, March of this year, China military tracking to crack U.S. computers and buy nukes, says the Pentagon. The United States worry about nuclear war with China. March of this year headline on the news. Uh, very interesting headlines. And, uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, here's this, this link right here is an intelligent advisory uh, that you, some of you may find. That article there, that's one of many articles I got that really could wake people up to the, the threat. Uh, here's the New York Times. Um, let me po uh, copy that link, too. Um, and for those that are on TalkShoe, you can email me. Uh, I actually just go to my website, but you can feel free to email me anytime. That's fine, too. But you can go to my website and go to the, chi uh, the Chinese threat. Uh, well, that one didn't work. I'll copy that again. The Chinese threat uh, link, which also links to Peter's website as well. Um, and uh, get these uh, uh, news articles that I found across the internet. Um, this uh, I'm gonna copy also the World Net Daily, where it might be Star Tribune. Uh, United States keeps an eye on China's fleet beneath the sea. Uh, it's real interesting as well. China appears to be building 
more submarines that could be used in a conflict with the United States over Taiwan. The the news, uh, even though we're bombarded with uh, um, the uh, elections here in the United States, we still see uh, a lot of news articles continuing to to come to the forefront, trying to come to the forefront of of somebody and different agencies and news agencies and reporters trying to get out the information about the threat. The information is there if the people would uh, recognize recognize the threat. And um, let me uh, turn that over to you, Peter, and then i got something else to say here in a few minutes. But the, 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 the news articles are definitely there showing the Chinese threat. Yes, absolutely. Um, we see all the time uh, warnings, not from religious people, not from people with a religious background, but from political people, from the media, <coughs> telling us about the dangers of the rising of the rise of uh, China and against the United States. And, and China's number one target is the United States of America. They are targeting America. They want to. The whole reason why they started the SCO, the Shanghai Corporation Organization, which a lot of people have called it a NATO in the East, is to to rival the United States of America, who heads the NATO in the West. So clearly, you know, China's number one target is the United States of America, and that article that you mentioned about uh, the United States watching China's uh, fleet, China's ships and sub, uh, and that we will see very, very, we will see in the future, because in Numbers, the 24th chapter, uh, it talks about the end time, and it says in verse 23, alas, who will live when God doeth this? This is how far into the future this is going to come. It says, the ships shall come from the coasts of Kittim. Now, Kittim is the ancient name for China as well. And we note that in our book, China and Prophecy. And he shall afflict Asher and shall afflict Eber. Now, notice here that Asher, which is end-time Germany, and Eber, which is the Hebrews, and that's Britain and America and Scandinavia, they have a common enemy which is China. Now, we all know that Asher and Eber have... So what we see here is not the beast and China attacking Israel, but we see China attacking Germany and the Hebrews, the Israelites. So what this is, is basically NATO. NATO, of course, is headed by the United States of America. We have Britain, we have Germany, we have France is going to join back into NATO again. So here we see China going up against NATO and afflicting them with their ships. And then it says, he also shall perish forever. Now, that word he should read Amalek. See? 
synonymous for ever. So of course this is God. So here we're going to we're going to see in the future China sending its ships against NATO and afflicting them. And this coincides with another prophecy in the book of Jeremiah, the 30th chapter. And let me just go there right quickly and just share it with you about this affliction against uh, Israel. In Jeremiah, the 30th chapter, end time prophecy, and it says here, all your allies, verse 14, it says lovers, but the Moffat translation has it allies. All your allies have forgotten you. They care nothing for you. So here we see the breakup of NATO, because God's talking here about to Israel. For I have wounded you with the wound of an enemy, the punishment of a merciless foe, for the multitude of thine iniquity, because your sins were increased. So here we see that affliction, that blow against the United States, and this will cause, of course, the NATO allies to break apart. This is talking about China going up against NATO and afflicting them with their ships. So that is a very interesting prophecy. That will, that, when we see that happen, we will see NATO break apart and when NATO breaks apart, then you will see the formation of the European beast with Germany at its head. And then the Great Tribulation will come upon the peoples of Jacob, of course, which is the United States and the British people. And then we'll see the beast take European Israel into slavery and captivity. And then we will see China uh, go up against the United States of America and Canada and Australia and New Zealand and bring them into slavery and captivity. It says event here in Ezekiel, the 39th chapter, it says here in verse 23, uh, verse 22, so the house of Israel shall know that I am the eternal their God from that day forward, and the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity because they have trespassed against me. Therefore hid I my face from them and gave them into the hand of their enemies. So fell they all by the sword. So there you have the end time scenario for our people unless we repent and return to Almighty God. And Recently, we just saw uh, the legalizing of uh, gay marriage in uh, California. And we saw the legalizing of gay marriage up here in Canada. And, of course, we see, you know, our rulers, our prime ministers, our presidents going against God in almost every aspect of God's law. And we see the peoples of Israel sinning like they've never sinned before. And there is no acknowledgement of Almighty God and His law. A lot of people say God's law is done away. That's a lot of nonsense. And so, if we continue along this morals toboggan slide of sin and iniquity, eventually God is going to send God, China, against us and put us in slavery and captivity. And I can't stress this enough because this prophecy 
of Ezekiel 38 and 39 has been ignored by the churches of God because as we mentioned at the beginning of the program, they think it's going to happen after the millennium, after the second coming of Jesus Christ, and therefore this prophecy is ignored by the churches of God. And we have mainstream Christianity that have all the tribal identities mixed up, so they're not giving, they're not correctly giving our people the correct scenario of what's going to happen and the news articles, the right news articles, and who to watch for and who our real enemies are in the same time. We're not getting the right information from any of these people. But of course, thank God that he has revealed to his people, to people who uh, submit themselves to his will, and listen and read and every scripture and read and search the Bible through and be a, a workman of the Bible, searching the Bible through and wanting to know his truth and letting the Holy Spirit guide that person so God can show him the truth. And I believe because God says, I will do nothing unless I reveal it first to my servants, the prophets. Amen. And I believe God has revealed this to us. And so, now that it is revealed, God is going to move. And that work of the watchman is the most important work on this earth today. And, of course, we at British Israel are dedicated to doing that work of the watchman. If you want to know more about that work of the watchman, you can read it in Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter where God says, I have set thee a watchman of the house of Israel, and that is the most important work on this earth today, and that is the work of the church. The church of God has been appointed, been appointed the watchman to Israel. And the church has a huge responsibility. And uh, God willing, that the church of God... Uh, takes this responsibility seriously because God says if you don't do this work of the watchman that the blood of millions will be upon the church's hands. In other words, they'll be guilty of murder if they don't do that work of the watchman. So let's heed to God's word and let's take God's word seriously because these prophecies are going to come upon us very, very soon. I don't know how soon God doesn't give you know any dates and thank God he doesn't, because if he did give dates, people wouldn't uh, wouldn't live their lives. They wouldn't live their lives uh, according to God's law. They would do whatever they want, and then when the date would come, then they would set themselves straight. No, we must be ready all the time, and that's one of the reasons why God does not give dates in the Bible. So that's um, uh, quite a mouthful, and hopefully everybody kind of ingests everything that I've told them here tonight, but it's something I think people should meditate on, reflect on, and kind of sit back and take a look at your life and and look at what's really important to you, to your country, and sharing a lot of these things with other people and doing that work of the watchman, of just showing people some of these things, some of these prophecies, is doing that work of the watchman, a warning message. Because it, the work of the watchman is a message of repentance when you look at Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter. 
Amen. And uh, just want to share a testimony here is uh, um, I had always thought my entire life, ever since I started studying this issue when I was 10 years old, and I'm, I'll be 40 later this year. So for 30 years I have thought that it was going to be the European Union to invade the United States, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, which of course they would still be the ones to invade um, uh, Israel, Israelite Europe. Uh, but just uh, last year and the year before I started kind of at least just thinking more about it, about the possibility of China, and then earlier this year, God just like <laughs> blew me away with this revelation because um, uh, he made for sure earlier this year that I can't even second guess it anymore. It definitely will be China because I, I was sitting here in my computer and I use a lot of programs and uh, different programs I have to sign into and so forth. And this one program, usually I just type in my username and password. But this particular day, um, they also asked me to enter the the um, letters that you would see on these uh, codes to make for sure it's not a, a spammer or a, um, a fake person or a computer that's trying to enter the program, you know. But I had never seen that before on this program and still have not seen it again after that day. So only that one time on this program that I'm talking about. And so but I couldn't make out the letters for sure. I thought I knew what it was, but I wasn't for sure. didn't want to waste time with entering the wrong information. So beside of it, it had, uh, if you, something like, if you can't make out the letters, click here to hear the letters. So I clicked it to hear the letters, and what I heard was uh, completely uh, not the letters that I was seeing, absolutely not the letters I was seeing. Uh, what I heard was actually three different levels of sound, three different voices, uh, actually hundreds of voices, but three uh, on, on the top most most upfront voice to me was uh, numbers, 77 uh, and some other numbers, and uh, then the middle voice was a different voice, and it was kind of a little bit farther back, and it was just the word Iraq, and then there would be a pause in the word Iraq, and all this was all occurring at the same time. And then the third level, the farthest back, the lowest level, and uh, farthest away from me, was actually hundreds of Chinese women, and I could see them in my mind's eye, hundreds of Chinese women with um, earphone, microphone on their ears, and uh, uh, yeah, headset uh, on them, and they were sitting at computers, and they were using um, American computers, which uh, even the news headlines said that we've caught them do this. Uh, I don't know how many times we've caught them using, uh, tapping into American computers and military computers and everything else. And I could see them in my mind's eye do it, and I could hear them out loud, uh, not just in my mind, but hear it out loud coming across my computer speakers. And all three of these uh, levels of sound all at the same time, Iraq, 
repeating itself and pause, and the numbers constantly, and these Chinese women. I couldn't make out what they're saying, but I could see them in my mind's eye. Hundreds of them, and they were all typing and using these computers. And it was like uh, just absolutely amazing, and, and haven't you know received anything like that since. And then also I had this phone call from a man in Florida. Um, uh, and let me give out this phone number also. If anybody wants to call in, I don't know if this works or not, but you can try it. Uh, call area code 724 if you want to call in, ask questions, or make comments. And Steve, I'll let you uh, speak here in just a second. Um, I would like to get some input from you. Uh, but people that want to try to call, see if this works. Call area code 724-444-7444. So it's all fours except for uh, a seven. It's 1-724-444-7444. And then it asks you to enter the call ID. The call ID is 14366. 14366. And... Uh, uh, and I will uh, try to uh, get you on the air if you want to ask a question, ask Peter a question or make a comment, or if you've had any visions or dreams about China, we'd be very interested in hearing it. Um, hopefully you can get through. And uh, also I had a phone call from uh, Florida recently, a man that uh, still attends with the United Church of God, which, of course, of course teaches... Uh, that China would not have anything to do with the end times, um, but rather uh, it's all Europe and nothing but Europe um, that would invade the United States. But even though he's with a church that teaches that, he's been getting quite a few visions and dreams, both awake and sleep, of uh, the Chinese invading the United States. And also he said he has a friend in California also with the United Church of God, that's also getting dreams and visions about China invading the United States. So these are people that have been taught one thing, but God's given them revelations about the truth. And then also there's a woman in Mississippi. Uh, I'm sure she don't mind. I'm not going to use her name, but I'm sure she don't mind me uh, sharing also that she had a dream about Chinese troops. And she also was taught... Uh, that China was not going to have anything to do with it. So right there, uh, count myself as four people that I know of that's had these uh, uh, some kind of uh, supernatural revelation concerning China. So uh, God is moving in these uh, these days right now. God is definitely moving in these end times. Uh, Peter.
uh, in verse 8, uh, that are brought back from the sword, and that really means a place of refuge. And, of course, you know, the United States, Canada, Australia have been a place of refuge for many, many people. It is gathered of many people against the mountains of Israel. God is telling us that China is going to come up against us. And I believe from these testimonies and Stephen Collins, who uh, is doing a wonderful work about uh, the coming war uh, against China, and he's got a blog that's actually dedicated to that. And maybe I'll... I'll uh, Look at my favorites. I'm trying to bring, bring up that link and put it up here uh, on the message board. But here and there, you see God trying to work something together to show that this warning message about China. Because, as I mentioned, the, the very first paragraph in my book about China and prophecy, I have the subtitle, Ignored by the Churches of God. The, the Churches of God have basically ignored these two chapters and have left it for after the millennium. And when you look at it, I mean, it says here um, in verse 19, he says, In my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath, I have spoken surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. And then it says here, that uh, all men that are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence, and the mountains shall be thrown down, and the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. I mean, if that's not the second coming of Christ, I don't know what is. I mean, all men in the face of the, uh, on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. Now, if God is already here, if this is after the millennium, and Christ is already here, I mean, he's been here for sound on uh, Peter Salami's uh, microphone uh, is uh, going out, but it'll be right back. I'm uh, 100% sure there he is. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that. My mic went off. <laughs> um, I mean, this language wouldn't make sense. If Christ was here for uh, the millennium, why would God speak in these terms about the whole earth shaking at his presence? I mean, it just would not make sense, but it does make total sense when it applies to the second coming of uh, 
Jesus Christ. So, I mean, they are missing a huge prophecy here, a huge warning to the house of Israel. And uh, all we can do is, is pray uh, for the church of God to look at this prophecy differently and pray that Almighty God will uh, soften their hearts and minds, open their hearts and minds up to let them see this uh, huge event that's going to happen. I mean, the book of Joel talks about locusts that are going to come against Israel and just devour the whole landscape in, in Joel, the second chapter. And they're going to come, and it says that that in front of them, it looks like the Garden of Eden, but behind them, desolation. I mean, this is how bad this war is going to be against us. And so, as I keep stressing, these, these warnings must go out to our people because the Church of God is not doing it. Mainstream Christianity is not doing it. But we that know the truth must show the churches of God because they, a lot of these churches like the United Church of God and the Living Church of God, they have the power to um, preach this message to the masses because, you know, they're on television. They got, you know, they're on, I don't know how many stations all over America and Europe. And Unfortunately, a lot of those leaders have uh, egos and uh, will not listen to other people, but, you know, we can only hope and pray that they can uh, at least look at some of these prophecies. But we must warn the churches of God. We must warn the house of Israel. And, of course, the Internet is a great place to do it. Um, you have a global audience in the Internet, and hopefully... A lot of people that do believe in um, get together and be dedicated and, you know, we pool our resources together so that we can uh, go out in radio, on the Internet, on television, support this work, uh, not just financially, but in other ways as know the true scenario what's going to happen to the United States and Canada. And so it's vital for all of us to take this work seriously and to get together, pull our resources together, and let our people know what is going to happen unless we repent and return to Almighty God. Amen. I uh, just thought of another confirmation, and actually in a in real-time uh, events uh, that the Lord is using to reveal things to people um, is, uh, let me hit enter real fast. Uh, that right there, um, there's an a area around Reno, Nevada that's had over uh, a 1,000, maybe over 2,000 by now, I don't know, of earthquakes uh, are centered around uh, a neighborhood. One neighborhood, I think, like three miles long, um, having that many quakes in recent months that started in February. So uh, February, March, April, May, four months, over a 1,000 earthquakes in a neighborhood three miles long. Uh, and the neighborhood is called Magol, which is awful similar to Magoria and Gog and Magog. 
I don't know how to pronounce that neighborhood name, but it, I think this is a symbol. I think it's a wake-up call. I think it is a sign um, uh, of, the, of the Chinese situation. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is uh, something that the, the scientists cannot even explain this uh, swarm of earthquakes, and they call it a swarm. Uh, which is found in the Bible, the word swarm, I'm pretty sure, I think. And uh, I just think that this is a clue that God is uh, trying to use uh, to show us uh, about China. Uh, and also the other guy that's in the chat room with us here, Steve, I've been working with him uh, concerning some things uh, 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 that uh, we've discovered been revealed to us concerning the San Diego area, and San Diego has a very large Chinese population, so I believe that's another sign, too, of some future uh, Chinese activity uh, against the United States. So we're actually, I think, starting to see uh, some um, real-time, real-life events that are giving us clues, uh, Peter.
and that God does not tolerate sins and there is consequences. So he's using Israel as an example for other nations and then in the kingdom of God, what is it saying in Zechariah the 14th chapter? People who do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, Yahweh, the Yahweh of hosts, that's Jesus Christ, there will be they will be rebuked with uh, there would be no rain, there would be famine. It says God gives one example, if Egypt does not come up to Jerusalem to keep the feast of tabernacles, mm. it says there shall be a plague wherewith the eternals will smite the heathen that come not up, up to keep the feast of tabernacles. This shall be the punishment and the punishment of all nations that come not up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles, and that's in Zechariah 14, 18, and 19. So God is setting an example with his kingdom. The same example is going to be set for all nations. So all nations shall know, the heathen shall know, that Almighty God is God. Amen. Amen. Steve, you have any uh, questions, comments uh, at this time? Hi, Tim. Give me one there if I'm coming through. Okay, good. Oh, this is, this is interesting. To uh, list your guest here, I wanted to just uh, ask him uh, if he has any uh, revelation about Second Chronicles chapter 20. Uh, let me just read a verse there from you. Second Chronicles 20:23, and it says, uh, "For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly." kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. And we've been doing a lot of study about this scripture here, and what we're seeing is that the people of Ammon, prophetically into the future, represent the, a northern alliance, basically headed up by Russia and other nations, the people of Moab represent an alliance of nations headed up by China, exactly what your guest is talking about. And the people of Mount Seir represent America and the, the other nations like Britain and so others, exactly what your guest is talking about. And this battle is prophetically going to take place on the one-year day of the Lord. Isaiah 34, 8, and you'll notice the sequence of how this battle unfolds is that the Northern Alliance and the Eastern Alliance come and destroy the America, America Alliance, and then they, and then the Lord has them destroy each other. So it's going to end up, everybody's going to wipe everybody out on the day of the Lord. And we believe that the timeline that we're looking at for this is by... 2015, if, if we get these confirming events here in 2008, how, how 2008 plays out. Now, that, of course, 
that takes a lot of lot more evidence to document why I'm saying all that. It's all on our website. But I just want to know if your guest has has ever looked at this and really seen that in that light, or has any revelation on chapter twenty, Second Chronicles twenty. Uh, no, actually, I've never really uh, uh, looked at this chapter in a prophetic sense. I look at it from a, a historical perspective, but never in a in a uh, prophetical uh, scenario. Um, I do know that the children of Ammon and Moab uh, in the end time is uh, Jordan and Syria, from what I understand, but uh, I don't look at it in a prophetic light at all. Okay, uh, thanks for that question and answer. Um, I don't know if anybody's trying to call and it's just not uh, working. I'll give a phone number uh, one more time. We've got uh, about 20 minutes left on TalkShoe. The phone number in case is uh, area code 724-444-7444. And call ID is 14366. And uh, we are uh, having a discussion with uh, Pastor Peter Salami of the British Israel Church of God. His website is www. Uh, if that's a wrong address, uh, let me know in the chat room there, Peter. As far as I know, it's www.brutus-israelisrael.ca. Uh, and also, uh, let's see, let me touch just briefly on uh, some of these I was reading earlier. Peter said, yes, that's the right address, okay. Uh, when I was reading the uh, article on his website earlier about uh, China and prophecy, it says uh, Gomer is um, the Siamese, Burmese, Indonesia, Vietnam, and Cambodia, uh, and let's say uh, Push and Phut is India and Pakistan, and uh, Shiva, somebody else, and the Young Lions, Young Tigers, Philippines, Taiwan, Singapore, and Thailand. So. On his article of China and Prophecy, he also gives the identities of other countries in uh, East Asia. Uh, and we see a lot of things happening in the world in, uh, in, in, in Indonesia, Burma, these different areas of the Far East. Uh, so I find it interesting to find some... Um, uh, uh, indication of who these people are in the Bible because usually you only see either just the United States and Russia and China, you know, get different opinions, but usually that's the only ones you see is uh, the, the Israelites and then Russia and China, but usually never hear anything about like uh, Taiwan, Philippines, Japan. But uh, he says that this is going to be an alliance with China will be... Um, 
uh, Japan uh, and some of these Indonesian countries, right, Peter? Uh, yes, uh, I don't think we realize how big this army is going to be. Now, I mentioned earlier in passing that the Chinese have started uh, an organization called the Shanghai Corporation Organization, and it's like a, a NATO of the East. And currently, there's only a few countries in it. Uh, there's China, Russia, Russia Tajikistan, Uzbekistan. Uh, now, Iran appears... It looks like Iran wants to join uh, this alliance as well. But when you look at these nations, Persia, uh, Put and Kush, which is, uh, you've heard of the Hindu Kush Mountains, which is, of course, India, up in India, and Put, uh, Put which is uh, Pakistan. If you notice, when you look at these nations, they're all anti-American nations. These are all people that have uh, beef with America, Gomer and all his bands, uh, the House of Tagarma in the North Quarters. And it says, and many people with you. God here says, be thou prepared, and prepare thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. So this is here we see Gog as the guard he is the foreseer. He's going to be in charge of this huge assembly. And, of course, we all know how huge the army of China is. I mean, this we were talking about a country of one billion people, and they, of course, they have a huge land army, and, of course, they are building up their naval capacity as well. And now we see China in space. We have Chinese with their satellites watching the United States of America, hacking into government uh, government websites, and so on. But God is telling us how big this army is. Again, it says, and many people with you, and this huge assembly that are unto you. And as I mentioned in the book of Joel, about the locusts, uh, coming in to the land of Israel, and God calls him his army in the book of Joel, and this army is going to come in and devour the entire land, the entire nation of the nations, plural, of the Israelites. So this is a huge invasion, massive invasion that's going to happen. And so we must realize how important this prophecy really is when it comes to our countries. And I just, you know, when the Bible talks about um, in Ezekiel 9, put a mark, God was telling the, the man clothed in linen to put a mark, go through Jerusalem and Israel and put a mark on people that sigh and cry for all the abominations that are happening in Israel. And that's, of course, people that are God's true people, <laughs> and God is going to mark them with his Holy Spirit. So when the time does come of his wrath on Israel, the great tribulation, these people will be protected. Now, I'm not talking about a place of safety where they get whisked away into Petra and the Jordan. No, God is going to protect his people right 
where they are, as Psalm 91 shows. But when I look at the world around me and I just sigh and cry because of all the abominations that are happening, you know, and I read these prophecies and I look around me and I just can't help but, I can't help but feel that this, these prophecies are just so important and it seems to me that it doesn't matter how many times we of God's church go out and preach these prophecies, the more we do it, it just seems to me that the more they're being ignored and tossed aside and, you know, and a lot of people are saying, well, the Bible's not God's word. The Bible is just a bunch of literature, ancient, you know, literature. And people are not really listening and not really getting how big and how severe this invasion is going to be on our countries. And also, God even describes the kind of assault that it's going to be in, in, in verse 9 it says you shall ascend and come like a storm and you shall be like a cloud to cover the land thou and all thy bands and many people with you notice the, the, the huge assault on America and it's going to be an air assault coming from the air as God says you shall ascend and come like a storm like a cloud to cover the land. That's how many people. That's how many. Uh, how many people are going to come in this air assault, and uh, the ships of Kittim in a naval assault against the United States of America. Land assault is in Joel. The second chapter shows that God says that they're going to come and leap over mountains in Joel, the second chapter. Let me just describe it to you here. It's uh, in verse 2, a day of darkness and gloominess, a great people and, a, and strong. They have neither been ever the like, neither shall any more be after it, even to the years of many generations. A fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burneth. The, the land, as the Garden of Eden before them, and that clearly describes our countries. And behind them a desolate wilderness, yea, and nothing shall escape them. And the appearance of them is as the appearance of horses, and as horsemen, so shall they run. And that's also in the book of Ezekiel. Like the noise of chariots on the top of mountains, they shall leap like the noise of a flame of fire that devoureth the stubble, as strong people is set in battle array. Before their face the people shall be much pained. All the faces shall get shall gather blackness. And they shall run like mighty men, they shall climb the wall like men of war, and they shall march everyone on his ways, and they shall not break their ranks. A totally disciplined army. They have a purpose. They have a program. And they are out to do one thing, to devour and to destroy our countries. And so this is a, again, a huge invasion. We must take these prophecies seriously. God says that he's not going 
going to do anything until he's revealed it to his first servants, the prophets. God has revealed it to his church. The warning is God has revealed it. It's just a matter of time that it's going to happen unless we repent. Amen. It is just a matter of time unless we repent. And um, I didn't realize that Canada had also uh, um, approved some uh, gay marriages. And it's a sad situation what we're seeing happening in this world where uh, the world and the government is embracing uh, sin. Uh, countries that was founded on the Bible, countries that was founded on biblical principles and founded on uh, God's will, uh, actually turning uh, away from God's will. Uh, we need to be in a, uh, a time of repentance, our countries do, and uh, need to be fasting and studying God's word, uh, seeking uh, the revelations of the Lord, in these times, it's very obvious the time that we're living in. Uh, there was uh, something else that came to me. Uh, let me think for a second. The, uh, oh, yeah. The, uh, it's also very interesting that the uh, Olympics this year, the Summer Olympics, uh, to be held in China, um, I see that as a picture. Of course, we had the they had a major earthquake there uh, recently, and uh, thousands upon thousands of people were killed. Uh, and that is a, um, a shame to see that many people killed. Uh, but, uh, you know, things like that don't have as much of an impact upon their, upon their country as it would the United States if we had the same number of people. Uh, to be killed in the earthquake because of how huge China is and how strong their population is and how strong their military is and, and so forth. And people don't realize that every time we go to the stockyard and, and sell our aluminum cans and uh, junk cars and any kind of metal and aluminum and uh, copper wire and everything that people sell, get a little extra gas money uh, as we're being pushed to to uh, try to collect up the junk and to sell it more to get some gas money in this day and time. All this stuff gets bought by China. Here where I live in Morristown, Tennessee, it's now been passed into law because people that people are so desperate now for food and gas money that they're uh, uh, stealing uh, uh, copper wire uh, out of uh, houses and, and um, uh, cutting Cadillac converters off from people's cars while they're sleeping at night. People would cut a Cadillac converter off from their cars, which they can get like $50 or more off and take it to the junkyards. So now, even to sell aluminum cans here in this city and actually the whole state of Tennessee now, uh, you have to show your driver's license, and now they're going to start fingerprinting people, too, to, to uh, sell anything at the junkyard. So that shows you the time that we're living in, and all this stuff that we sell is going to China to build weapons. Uh, Peter? Yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, China, we, we've basically taken our economy here and basically given it over to China with all these uh, companies that have decided to send all their, you know, cheap labor over to China, and then, you know, what I can never understand is how they would lay off all these people in America and Canada and make the goods over in China, then send the goods back into <laughs> America that they made in China and expect us to buy it. Now, how are we going to buy it if they just, you know, laid off, you know, so many thousands of people? How do they expect us to buy these goods if there are no jobs here? And so we've given over, given China our economy. We are giving China our natural resources. We have given China the Panama Canal. Yes. I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever read into the history of the Panama Canal. I mean, oh. that is so, that is, the story of the Panama Canal is a typical story of Amer the American spirit, the American drive, and we just gave it away to China for money. Kind of like the story of uh, Jacob and Esau, where Esau gave over his uh, birthright for a... He gave his birthright to Jacob for a uh, a bowl of, uh, of pottage. I mean, it... it we just gave over our birthright to China of the Panama Canal. So we hear we see China in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, that's right. And we see China with our economy. Taken, they have taken our economy. And now we see China taking our natural resources. And eventually, China will take over. They've taken everything else. Now all they got to do is take over what our lands and they are going to do it by force they've taken everything else that's the only thing left and with a billion people in that little i mean it, it's a pretty vast country but with a billion people they could easily i mean britain colonized the world with less than a billion people in that little island can you imagine how much they can colonize with a billion people in china and they already started to colonize. I think I put it in my blog from The Economist, the new colonizers talking about China going around uh, colonizing in Africa because of the oil that's there and so on. I mean, they could easily colonize America and Canada and Australia. So eventually, as God says, he's going to put an evil thought in the mind of God, and it says that evil thought just uh, turn to it right quickly in Ezekiel the 38th chapter in verse 10 thus saith the eternal it shall also come to pass at that same time shall things come into thy mind and you shall think an evil thought and thou shalt say I will go up to the land of unwalled villages that describes our country down to the T and I will go to them that are at rest that dwell safely all of them dwelling without walls, having neither bars nor gates, to take the spoil, to take the prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places which are now inhabited, upon the, upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods and dwell in the midst of the land. 
that evil thought. He's going to go and take over the United States of America strictly because of their resources, but also he wants to take over the land. I ain't going to go up against the land of unwalled villages. He's going to take over that land. So here we see colonizing, of taking over the United States, taking over Canada, taking their land, and taking their resources. They've taken everything else. That's the only thing that's left. Excellent points there, there, Peter. Um, um, is especially right now with the uh, uh, American dollar just continuing to decline in, in strength, in power, and in buying power, uh, and we see China just increasing despite the earthquake. Uh, they're just continuing to uh, increase in, in, in power, military, money-wise, everything. You know. We've spent so many years trying to get China to capitalize, uh, and they did so. And whereas our uh, economy is uh, coming to a halt, we told China what to do to become uh, uh, powerful economically. Uh, and, of course, uh, by the will of God, because, you know, uh, they only have the power that God allows them to have, and same with our power, but God said he would remove the, the pride of our power or the power of our pride, one or the other. Uh, Peter? Yes, so, I mean, what you're seeing is basically one of the curses, when you look at Leviticus 26, Deuteronomy 28, one of the curses is, I will break the pride of your power. And that's exactly what God has been doing. He's been stripping us of the pride of our power. When you look at, again, China taking our economy, China taking the Panama Canal, and we, we see political correctness running rampant in our uh, lands today, but basically telling us that the you know the Anglo-Saxon peoples are the most evil people on the planet, and that uh, we should be ashamed of our uh, our heritage and history continually. in the media, constantly being bombarded with this information of, of being ashamed of our heritage and history and so on. And so we are seeing the, the pride of our power being broken, number one. And as you mentioned, Tim, about us showing China how to be successful, how to run their economy, there's an interesting little prophecy in the book of Genesis that says that Japheth, will dwell in the tents of Shem. And of course, Japheth being the Japhetic nations of uh, China, Mongolia, and so on, and Shem being the Semitic peoples of the United States and Britain. It says, Japheth shall dwell in the tents of Shem, meaning that he would copy everything that the Semitic people would do. And China has done that. They've done that with their military. They've done that with their economy. They have copied 
everything that we've done is full. So everything that the Bible says about us is true, about what's happening in this end time. God has got it down to our social ills that we have. God's talking about Israel socially. God's talking about geopolitics. God's talking about China. God's talking about the armies of the East. The, the, the Bible is dead on when it's talking about this end time. As I've always said to people, the Bible is like tomorrow's newspaper. It is history that has been written in advance. That's basically what Bible Bible prophecy is. It is history written in advance, as Garner Ten Armstrong always used to say. You can trust the Bible. It is accurate, right right down to think of every T. And that's why, again, and I always heed to these prophecies and do that work of the watchman because as sure as that sun is going to shine in the sky tomorrow, these prophecies are sure and will come to pass. Amen. Absolutely, they will come to pass. Uh, We've been speaking here with Pastor Peter Salami of the British Israel Church of God. Welcome all the new ones that's joining the room. We're simulcasting also at TalkShoe.com also, so we're on two networks at one time. Continuing to talk about China and prophecy, uh, Pastor Peter Salami's been giving us some biblical and historical references to um, the Chinese identity of Gog and Magog and what the Bible says would happen in these uh, latter times. Uh, uh, do you have, uh, Pastor, any 